You asked for it. New series. Um, essentially, we're going to spend the next four weeks going over some, I guess you could call them hot topics that we struggle with in society. It's probably not what you think it's going to be, so congratulations. Um, nope, not uncomfortable. Tonight, when I tell you what it's about tonight, you're going to think, why? Like, how does this apply to us? Um, but we will get there, okay? So tonight, we're talking about politics. All right, so, and I know that doesn't make sense. You think of politics, what do you think of when I say politics? Old people, right? Old, grown-up people. Um. You'll see it's not quite what you think, but we're going to be in Psalm 146, 1 through 10. So the other day, I was watching a video online, and he said, of course. I saw, it was on Facebook, and the, and the title got my, my attention. I don't even remember what the title was. So this lady, she keeps having stuff stolen off of her front porch. You know what I'm talking about? Like you get packages delivered and then someone comes and takes your package. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's terrible. What kind of person does that, right? Hey, will you give me a water? Like what kind of person actually steals someone package, someone's package off their front porch? So this lady got fed up with it. So she said, I'm going to set this person up. I'm going to figure this out. So she put up a camera on her front porch and she put a box it was, a, it was a, a trap. So she put the box out on the front porch. She went to work, and she had it set up with a camera, and, and she was watching it, all right? So as she's watching, she, she continues. I think it kind of gave her updates every time someone pulled up or something. It was like motion-activated. So every time some kind of motion happened, it alerted her and she could watch what was happening. And this car pulls up and it's her and this guy, it's like an investigation type guy. And this guy gets out of the car and he kind of looks around and he walks slowly up to the, the, the sidewalk to the, the little porch area and he grabs the box and walks back. She sees the guy's face like right there in front of it. See, but here's the cool thing about this box. <laughs> it was set up to explode. <laughs> Not a bomb. Poop. <laughs> Dead serious. They put poop in this box two days ago. And it had a timer on it 40 seconds after it was moved. It would explode and poop would go everywhere. The dude gets in his car, <laughs> and, and there, you can hear the people talking, they're like, oh, we're going to miss it, we're going to miss it, and, and he starts driving, and you see him driving, and suddenly he slams on the brakes, opens the door, and rolls out of the car, like puking, <laughs> and there's crap all in his car, there's poop all over him, uh, like, here's one thing, like, this dude will never... <laughs> he will never steal anything from that lady again, right? Like, can you, like, how crazy is that? How many of you just want to do that to see if it works, <laughs> right? Um, 
My first question is, where did you get the poop? Like, whose poop is it? <laughs> did you poop in a box and just put it out there? Right? But it's a pretty good idea. But here's the thing. Here's why I tell you that. Bad decisions eventually catch up to you. How many of you can agree with that? How many of you can say over the past year, <laughs> over the past three months, I've made a terrible decision. It seemed really fun. It seemed like a good idea. It seemed like it was going to be a good time. And I, I decided to do this thing, and, and I immediately knew whenever I got busted that it was a bad decision. Yep. <laughs> Most of you. Oh, man. So here's the thing. Bad decisions eventually catch up to you. Bad decisions will always catch up to you. You may think that you're going to get away with it, but there are consequences for a reason um, in your lives. And, and one of the worst decisions we can make, get this, one of the worst decisions we can make is to idolize people or political stances, political views. Big mistake, right? See, here's the big idea tonight. Christians should not idolize government by placing all of their hope in human institutions. And I tell you that not to say, hey, you shouldn't idolize President Trump because I'm fairly confident that none of you, number one, halfway give a crap, right? Um, you probably do, some of you that's older, but you're like, ah, he's just an old man that says weird things and he needs to get off Twitter, right? Like, that's kind of where you are. Um, this, that, that message is not for you. That message is for a different generation, but here's where we are in society. We have a problem with young people. We have a problem with mine and Jed's generation of idolizing certain stances from a political standpoint, and it ruins their walk with Christ. Christ. Right? It's, it's very easy to get caught up in these political views. It's very easy to get caught up in this presidential election thing to where we idolize somebody, we idolize some stance, and we forget the God that we serve. So Psalm 146. Let's read verses 1 through 6. It says this, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord while I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Do not trust in princes. Get this, listen. Do not trust in princes and mortal man in whom there are no salvation. There is no salvation. His spirit departs. He returns to the earth. And that very day his thoughts perish. How blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord of is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this night. I thank you for these students that are here, God. I pray that you would just speak to us tonight, God, that we would grow closer to you, and God, that we would we would learn something about ourselves and walk out of this room a better person than the, the way that we came in. In your name I pray. Amen. Politics. You asked for it. Here's the thing. How many of you think that it's important that, that we participate in political systems? 
Absolutely. Like, absolutely that's important. Like, it's so important whenever you, you turn 18. Some of you actually turned 18. You can vote. It's important that you vote, right? It's important that you, you participate in these political things, but we can't let it become an idol in our life. Look at this, verse 3. It says, every ruler or leader will ultimately fail us. Right? Like verse 3, it says, Do not trust in princes and mortal man in whom there is no salvation. The scripture actually tells us, hey, here's the thing. Um, don't place all your faith in Donald, Donald Trump because he's going to let you down. Right? Like, like I would even go as far as to say, hey, the minute that you trust too much in Pastor Chris, he's going to let you down. Don't trust too much. Don't place all of your faith in Pastor Rocky because he's going to let you down. Like, like anybody here on earth, there is no politician more powerful than God. There is no person more powerful than God. Verse 4, look at this. Um, his spirit departs. He returns to the earth. Right? In other words, that dude one day, he's just going to die. And they're going to put him in the ground. Like what kind of value does he have at that point? Earthly authority figures will come and go, but our God is always on his throne. Write that down if you're taking notes. President Trump's going to go. President Obama's going to go. President Bush, he's going to go one day. But here's the thing. Um, those leaders leading you know, all these different marches, all these different political stances, they're going to come, they're going to go, but God will always remain. God will stay the same. God will stay loyal. God will be faithful to you. God will protect you and provide for you and love for you and care for you. Right? When these people, these things, they won't. See, in our society, it's very easy to lose sight of our discipleship mission and say hurtful things. Right? Like, like the problem comes when we get so caught up in one side or the other. How many of you have seen that? You've seen where friendships are, are broken up over the fact that Colin Kaepernick won't stand for the national anthem. Like, here's the thing. Yeah, it's okay to have a stance on that. Yeah, it's okay to have, a, have a, an idea about that, an opinion about that. But the minute that we're letting that ruin our relationships with other people, the minute that we're allowing that to ruin our, our testimony in Christ because of the things we say, because of the things we do, the way we act is the moment that you've made that stance a God in your life. And that's what the psalmist is saying right here. You see, we lose control of our ability to think with a godly mindset. I mean, this, this happens on a daily basis, man. Like, think about the, the last time you got angry at someone and you just lost your cool. How many of y'all been driving? How many of y'all got your driver's license? Yeah. So um, it's not hard to lose your cool with someone that's driving, right? How many of y'all got a ticket in the last... A couple of days. <laughs> right? In that moment, you weren't thinking with a godly mindset. You were thinking bad things about the police officer. When it was your own fault. Right? We're not going into details. <laughs> See, it's easy to make hurtful accusations. It's easy to attack other people's belief systems. Look at me. It's very easy 
to destroy relationships, to destroy your testimony in Christ because you don't believe something that someone else believes. Trust me, man. Like, like yesterday, 9-11. Like I know that for you guys, if you were alive then, you were probably too young to remember it. Was anybody here old enough to remember 9-11? I don't think so. No. You're the, so you're one, right? And for me, like, like whenever I'm watching things, like I sat at home and literally got like, and I got hooked on these documentaries about 9-11, you know? And, and it's getting to the point where it's been so long where they're bringing out new stuff. They're saying new things that we've never heard before. And, and it's, it, it was very easy to find myself in a place where I'm sitting there watching TV yesterday and I'm just boiling with anger, right? Because I remember being in... Um, my, my second period class, my sophomore year, I was in Mr. Powell's class and watching as we turned on the TV and, and seeing something crazy is happening. There, it seems like some buildings flown into or some airplanes flown into this building and you're sitting there watching it live and another airplane comes and hits this building and then an airplane's hitting the Pentagon and then all this chaos is going on and you see, I remember a friend, her name's Jenna and her, her mom was flying to New York that morning and she was just having a mental breakdown and man you don't realize how bad those things hurt how how much those things affect you whenever you're thinking about the people that's just around you even though you're just in Saudi Daisy Tennessee this thing's happening so far away but but I remember how that affected me and I and I was thinking about it last night and all all I could do is pray right like, like, all I could do is pray because, because I remember something unique about that happening was, was, for whatever reason, that chaos in our lives, that, that destruction amongst our country brought our country together in a way that it's never been before or since then. And man, Jed will tell you the same thing. Like, it didn't matter if you were white or black. It didn't matter where you came from. It didn't matter how much money you had. Like, we were united, man. And I remember sitting there thinking last night and getting angry. And God says, listen, if you allow those feelings to control yourself, right? Like the feelings of just, you know, having the, this worldly desire to just go um, get rid of every single Muslim person within a, a thousand mile radius from me. Like if those feelings control my mind and I feel that desire and I want to do these things and I'm hateful and, I, and, and it's just this hateful, evil heart within me, you're making that a God in your life. And that's tough. Like I get it, man. I get it when you feel passionate about something. But we've got to be able to control ourselves. Right? Otherwise, we're going to attack other belief systems. Am I saying you should go and, and find the closest mosque and, and join in? Like, no, don't do that. But we can love people. We can show people the grace of God. Right? We can show people mercy. Because they need it, right? But remember that Scripture tells us to love even those who hate you. Even that person that hates you. But notice God's heart here in verses 7 through 10. Look at this. 
says, Who executes justice for the oppressed? Who gives food to the hungry? The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord protects the strangers. He supports the fatherless and the widows. But He thwarts the way of the wicked. The Lord will reign forever, your God, O Zion. To all generations, praise the Lord. Let's break this down. He's a God of justice. Like, our God is a God of justice. Our God is a God of mercy. Our God is a God of mercy and love. Um, But how do we do this? How do we reflect this? How are we supposed to be the the hands and feet of God sharing the gospel with other people? Verse 7, we protect the oppressed. Listen, I know how hard it is to fit in at school, and I know how tempting it is to ignore the people that don't fit in because you don't want to be in their crowd, but sometimes God says to love that person. Right? Like, imagine how you would feel if you were that person. You just want someone to care, man. You just want someone to love. And don't think I'm, I'm saying these things with a judgmental mindset. I was the worst. <laughs> Verse 7, feed the hungry. Verse 7, bringing righteousness to the justice system. Verse 8, bringing both physical and spiritual healing to others. Praying for people, supporting people, caring for people. Verse 8, exalting those with character, not just those with wealth or power. Get over the idea of having the rich friends right? Hey, be friends with someone that's got some kind of character in their lives. Most likely it's going to strengthen you. Most likely you need it. Strengthen each other. Build, exalt each other. Uh, Verse 9, providing help to those outside of our country. Verse 9, providing financial help to widows and orphans. Hey, it's not the same anymore. That's talking about the poor. That's talking about the homeless. That's talking about the needy. Hey, you see someone in need? You see someone that has something and you've got extra? Give it to them. Provide for somebody. Verse 9, halting wickedness. When you see something that's not right, stand up for what's right. Hey, make a stance. I'm not saying, man, our our world's not a kumbaya world with with just rainbows and unicorns and butterflies all the time making you feel good, right? Like sometimes the world sucks. Sometimes life sucks. But here's the thing. Um, We can stand up for what's right and still love people, right? So what do we do from here? Titus 3. Does this mean that we disregard anyone and anything that goes against what I believe? Absolutely not. Titus chapter 3, verse 1. Just follow along up here. Remind them to be subject to rulers, to authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good deed. (laughs) Right? Think about that. Let me read. Go back to verse 1. Remind them to be subject to rulers, to authorities, to be obedient. Okay, so so he kind of doubles down on it. In case you don't know what it means to be subject to something, here's what it means. It means to be obedient. Man, have some respect. Have some character about you. 
Right? Uh, like, like, stop acting like Emerson. I'm serious. Right? Like Emerson, whenever we say something to her and she don't like what we say, she says, no. I'm like, girl, I'm going to give you spanking. It's really hard to give a baby girl spanking. Right? You find that hard? I find that hard, man. By, by the time Carson was three, I had already wore him out. The other day, I was, I was, I was going to, I was going to do it. Like Emerson was getting it, man. I, I was done. I was like, all right, girl, you, I told you no, and you didn't listen. Come here, <laughs> right? And I was going to give her a spanking, and I got down there, and, and I went back. I had it in my heart. I had it in my mind. I was going to wear her out, and I, I'm, and I just tapped her. <laughs> And I thought to myself, like, what's wrong with you, right? Like, what you, what's your problem? <laughs> She's got this cute, precious little look. So here's the thing. The other day, she wouldn't listen to Brandy. And I said, hey, Brandy. I didn't say Brandy. I said, mommy said no, didn't she? And she went, stop like don't do that right see but but here's the thing ever since two she hasn't learned to be respectful necessarily she's learned to say what she thinks she's in the process of learning these things And, and and scripture says remind them to be subject to rulers to authorities to be obedient to be ready for every good deed, to malign, um, to, to malign no one, to be peaceful, gentle, showing every consideration for all men. Verse 3, For we also once were foolish ourselves, disobedient, deceived, enslaved to various lusts and pleasures, spending our life in malice and envy, hateful, hating one another. But when the kindness of God our Savior and His love for mankind appeared... He saved us, not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Spirit, whom he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we would be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy statement, and concerning these things, I want you to speak confidently so that those who have believed God will be careful to engage in good deeds. These things are good and profitable for men. Okay, so I know some of you are like, I have no clue what he just said. I'm going to break it down to you as simple as I can. Um, Scripture is telling us, because you have the love of Christ in you, be nice to people. Love people. Care about people. Show mercy, show grace, because here's the thing. God gave you grace and mercy when you didn't deserve it. Here's the thing about politics, Christian, Christianity and politics. How, how do we make a stance in these things? How do I make a stance whenever, um, you know, as Christians, Scripture tells us that homosexuality is a sin, but, man, these people are getting on my nerves, right? 
Like, like Scripture tells me that abortion is wrong. Um, but man, these people are really stubborn, and these people are really pressing on me, and they're really getting to me, and it makes me angry. What we do in that scenario is we love that person, and, and we accept that they believe something different than we do, and we pray for that person, and you pray for yourself to show love and mercy because you need God's help. But stand strong in what you believe. Be firm in what you believe, but do it with a kind heart. Amen? All right, everybody lock up. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this night, God. I thank you for this message. I thank you for your word, God. God, I thank you for the freedom that we have in our country to stand up for what we believe in. God, I know that there's a lot of different people out there. There's a lot of different beliefs, and there's a lot of different theologies, God. And, and we can't do anything about that, God. But what we can control is, is how we treat other people. And God, even if we view things differently, even if we feel very passionate about one subject or another, God, I pray that we would show that, that passion, that we would show our stance on that, but we would do it in a loving way. God, I pray that these students, as they go to school, that they would exemplify your grace and mercy in the way that they treat people and the way that they talk to people and, and how they carry themselves on a daily basis. God, I pray that you'd give them strength and give them boldness because it takes strength and boldness, especially in today's society. God, I pray that we as leaders would be there for them, God, that you would give us the wisdom that we need to guide and direct them, to help them, God, to do their best. Lord, I pray that you'd keep us safe as, as we go from here, God, and I pray that we would make a difference in someone's life this week. And it's in your name I pray. Amen.